the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. Now, I got a Dietrich coffee maker for myself for Christmas because I like a good cup of coffee, but I don't like brewing a pot of coffee. When I first started this radio show many, many, many years ago, I didn't know how to brew coffee. 15 years ago, I didn't know how to brew a pot of coffee. So I was making four pots of coffee in one pot and doing my radio show from 7 to 10 at night. So ultimately, what I did was I picked up a really fast sense, a really fast pace for radio, 800 800-345-5639, because I'm so caffeinated. I'm so junked up on the stuff. So, and that was my style, and people loved it. People loved how fast I was talking, how much information I could cram into one, you know, 10-second block versus two 10-second blocks. I, I was created incredible efficiency. So I love coffee. But I don't like the whole making coffee pot tradition thing because I'm not good at it. I spill coffee grinds everywhere. I don't know. My hand shakes like an epileptic. And I, coffee grinds like suddenly are in like the back room of the house uh, because I can't somehow take coffee from a can or from a, wherever you take coffee from and pour it into a coffee maker. So I bought myself a Dietrich coffee maker and they make these cute little K-cups. So you take basically what's like a barbecue sauce packet. You put it in. It brews the water perfectly. It brews the cup of coffee perfect. So it's a one cup cup of coffee. It's a one cup maker. And what's cool about that is that's exactly what McDonald's has done to steal business from Starbucks. And they've done a really good job of doing it. They've done a great job of doing it, in fact. So anyway, I like my Dietrich coffee maker. I think you should like them too, because everything that I do is darn near perfect. And I think you should do it too. So be more like Rob Black. What would Rob Black do? He got a K-cup coffee maker. Anyway, listen to this. One cup of coffee a day. Lowers the risk of developing type 2 diabetes by 7%. Even a cup a day habit can be enough to cause withdrawal symptoms, though, from headache, fatigue, and difficulty concentrating. Interesting, right? So two cups of coffee a day lowers your risk of committing suicide by 60%. That's interesting, isn't it? You can lower your, uh, your possibility of committing suicide by 60% by drinking two cups of coffee. But the same amount of caffeine can also cause anxiety, jitters, and upset stomach. Compromise, right? Three cups of coffee cuts the risk of gallstones by 20%. But more than two cups of coffee doubles the risk of miscarriage. So if you're a coffee pounder and you're trying to get El Prego, cut the coffee. Four cups of coffee a day cuts the risk of stroke by 43% in women who have never smoked. But it also increases the type, uh, cuts, it also cut the risk of type 2 diabetes by 25% to 35%. That's good. So if you drink four cups of coffee, yes, you might have a miscarriage. Yes, you might get anxiety, jitters, and upset stomach. Yes, you might get headache and fatigue and difficulty concentrating when you give it up. But you're cutting your risk of stroke and you're cutting your risk of type 2 diabetes. Five 
five cups of coffee a day lowers your risk for Alzheimer's disease by 65%. When I was a little boy, I didn't know how to say the word Alzheimer's. I called it old timers. I think it's better my way than Alzheimer's. Right? You got to admit, when you're old and you get Alzheimer's disease, you kind of start to can. By the way, my mom's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Her mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. My dad died of a massive heart ta- of massive cancer after he had a massive heart attack. So my chances of living a long, long life better if I sway towards my mom's side. But then again, I'm gonna get Alzheimer's. I'd almost rather go with the way my dad went. So, um, in fact, five cups of coffee a day reverse signs of Alzheimer's in lab mice. Interesting, right? Six cups of coffee, and I'm gonna stop at six. I'm not gonna go any higher. If you drink six cups of coffee a day, you are a stud. You have joined the Rob Black Fan Club lifetime member. Six cups of coffee a day, that's where I'm at. It lowers your risk of advanced prostate cancer. That's interesting. Now, I don't know if you know where your prostate is. I kind of wish it was somewhere else. Because knowing that I drink six cups of coffee a day, and it lowers my risk of advanced prostate cancer. I kind of want to start smoking out of my prostate. But if I did that, I'd probably be in a red room somewhere in Europe. And you'd have to pay top dollar to see me do that. I've seen it done by a woman. I've seen crazy things done down there with cigarettes and ping pong balls. Men can't do that. Let's go to Sarah in Danville. Sarah? Hi, Rob. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on any pros and cons of 401k in-service rollovers because my, in my husband's uh, 401k, they have very limited choices for investments. And so we were considering this, the possibility of an in-service rollover um, so we would have more options. So you want to basically take charge of your 401k is what you're trying to say. Exactly. How good are you at picking stocks? Well, um, my husband talked to someone at Fidelity, and we weren't interested in picking individual stocks, but we were. But they don't even offer a total market fund. That's pretty surprising. Yeah, I know. We're pretty disappointed in the choices. So, I mean, we just wanted to, you know, maybe roll it over into Fidelity just even to get a total market fund. Okay. Um, but do you see any any disadvantages to an in-service rollover because my husband still works there. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk a little bit about it and and thanks for the call. Ultimately, it's going to come down to what you're saying is your 401k. They're not providing you options that you like. So employers and 401k administrators, they don't advertise the fact, but most workers 59 and a half and older and even some younger ones can roll over 401k while they're still working, while they're still contributing to the plan and do it. What's called an in-service. Now, companies don't like doing it because ultimately you may not know what you're doing. You may hurt yourself. So there's some loopholes that you have to go through to make sure that you could do it. So would I do it? Yes, I would do it in the scenario that you're bringing up that you think all the choices are just awful. So, and yes, you can do this while you're still employed. So the questions come up on whether you can roll over 401k to a traditional IRA while still employed. And you can, you know, actually you can't. By law, you can't withdraw a 401k pre-tax salary deferred. But when you do this in service, that's what you're basically doing. Um, The most interesting idea here is is you're going to have to pick your own stocks and your own funds. And if you're comfortable doing that, that's fine, Sarah. You mentioned one thing. 
And by the way, Sarah, for the record, I just want to say you came on air after I talked about ping pong balls and cigarettes in the nether regions. And that's got to be weird. But I appreciate you coming on after that. Um, Amsterdam. You'll see everything in Amsterdam. Everything. It's crazy. So um, 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 would I do it? Yeah, I would do an in-service rollover. A couple things you got to watch out for. You mentioned Fidelity. Fidelity said you should do it or you could do it. Sometimes the people giving advice at Fidelity aren't as experienced as they should be. I've got to be very careful what I say here because I don't want to slam Fidelity in any way, shape, or form. Um, but Fidelity, Schwab, and TD Ameritrade, they all have got, got what are called advisors that are not Fidelity advisors. They're out-of-service provider uh, advisors that they'll refer you to. Typically, this relationship's done on Hey, if they do $160 million of business with us or $200 million or $250 million or $500 million, that's how you get into that referral program. So be very, very careful on, on how you set this up. But I would strongly consider an in-service if you like none of the choices inside your 401k. Let's go to John and Campbell. John? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Um, I, uh, uh, I know you don't think real estate is as good an investment as stocks right now, but with real estate, you can use uh, leverage, which is nice. Maybe you can do the same thing with stocks. You can do the same thing with stocks. Called options, puts and calls. Yeah, but yeah, but it's, you can, you can. Okay, okay. The okay. other thing, um, and I've actually brought this up to you before, and, uh, and you have even said that you think uh, the government's going to have to inflate their way out of their incredible debt right now. Uh-huh. So wouldn't that just totally play into uh, real estate? Well, it could, but it also, when you cause inflation, like, for instance, I bought a house this year where I put $400,000 down. So any sort of inflating their way out of the problem is going to hurt my $400,000 in equity. Right. But if you only put, say, 20% down, it's going to help you a lot more than it hurts you, right? Um, I don't know. I would think so. I don't think so. I don't think real estate's an investment, and you'll never get me to, to agree with you on that, John. I own a home, and I love it. I kiss it every single day. I go, I love you, home. But I don't look at it as an investment. Okay, but all right. But the eight percent. If I lose my job tomorrow, I got today. I got to go meet with John, John Scott, Clear Channel, and he could say, "Rob, you're fired. I'm not going to give you a contract for next year." Is my home an investment? No, then it's a huge liability. It's a huge liability. It can't be both. It's not a, a mixed personality. It's liability. The money that I've – the equity in it is a liability. A, it's a tax liability at some point in time. And B, it, it loses to inflation every single year. Okay. Well, do you like REITs for the, uh, for the reasons that I mentioned? I think REITs are the best way to invest in real estate, yes. Um, you mentioned that you like new, uh, new REITs, not the old ones that are uh-huh. already stuck in a mess. How do you kind of flesh out the, the, the new ones? I'm kind of having trouble finding that information to find out how long they've been around. You have to have a big brain. Oh, you ever, if, te, if you ever take go. a look at my head, my head is, it's got a genius brain in it. It's huge. Do you uh, have do you remember the, do you, do you remember this, the scene in, in Young Frankenstein where Igor goes to get the brain and he, he drops the genius brain and he picks up Abby Normal? Yes. So abnormal brain. <laughs> um, right. No, here's what you do is, is you basically start searching. There's a good website called Invest in REITs. Um, and you're looking for companies that are raising money, uh, raising money. Um, in large part because then they got new capital put towards commercial real estate that's not overvalued. It's undervalued or it's fallen in value. So they're able to get a better deal than saying when they were buying at the top of the market. Invest in REITs.com? Invest in REITs.com, REITs.com, Bloomberg's good. I would consider a paid service, John. 
um, like a value line or a morning star. Um, it's going to cost you some money, but you'll get better information than you can from the internet. Okay. So thanks for the call, John. And if anyone really thinks I'm serious about having a huge brain, you're right. You're right. Back when I was 10, I loved Indiana Jones movies, and I tried to buy an Indiana Jones hat. They didn't make them in my skull size. My head's so big. If you throw popcorn at it, it catches orbit and starts going around my head. My head has orbit and gravity. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. When I die, my cranium's going to the Smithsonian, just like the show of this tape, because it's perfect. John Cobell. I'm Ken Champeau. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. Let's get some hardcore financial content, shall we? Does that sound like fun to you? Sounds like fun to me. I want to give you some good ideas on investing. Hmm. 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 Okay. Let's talk about IMAX. This is one of those stocks that could do very well in 2010. Why? Because that Avatar movie, you might have heard of it, James Cameron, incredibly overrated, kind of cool to see 10-foot-tall aliens in a a cool new world, but the movie storyline stinks. But what that's going to do is open us up to more IMAX movies that we want to see, and in Heidi's words, see the 3D or see the IMAX, don't see both, because they'll make you crazy crazy in your eyeballs. And I agree. Um, Driving after seeing that movie is difficult, so it's a strain on the eyes. But IMAX is here to stay. I don't know if you saw Batman in IMAX. It was cool. They actually filmed some extra scenes. There was a bank robbery scene where there's like 90 guys running in different directions. And on IMAX, you could see all 90 guys. On a regular movie screen, you're only able to see like 60. On your TV, you could see like 30. They did that intentionally. The future of movies is IMAX. Why? Because they can charge you more money. So I think you're going to see more IMAX. And IMAX isn't just the big screen. It's the audio, too. It's the digital projector. They're selling more IMAX goods to more movie theaters across the nation. Okay, so I'm not telling you to go buy IMAX. I'm just saying it's an idea. It's $12 stock. I think it very easily could be a $16 stock. I want to see Ron Owens tell you something like that. Not going to happen. By the way, tomorrow on the show, Greg Poops. I'm very, very excited. Very excited. He was the funny tall one who kind of looks like a bird with glasses on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> Can you tell I'm not really all that excited? Speaking of not being excited, have you heard about what the new hot drink is these days? It's called kava. And no, it's not an energy drink. It's an anti-energy drink. It kind of calms you down. There's no pot in Mary Jane's relaxing soda, but the maker is riding on the drug's cachet to sell the beverage. One of the several purportedly calming drinks long made from plants that have been used for folk remedies for hundreds and hundreds of years. In Los Angeles, where medical marijuana dispensaries outnumber Starbucks and McDonald's restaurants combined, a mood-altering beverage with cannabis-oriented marketing is gaining traction. Now, there's no cannabis in the drink, but it's supposed to help calm you down. So when you do your Mary Jane, your marijuana, your wacky tobacco, 
you're already calm. So it's got kava, K-A-V-A. And if you've ever been to Hawaii, they got kava. If you've ever been to the South Pacific, they got kava. And it's purported to have sedative properties. Now, along with drinks like Slow Cow, I love that name, and X-Chill, Mary Jane's is a part of a new group of so-called slowdown or anti-energy drinks. I love America because we can create an energy drink, just a total new line of sodas or a total new line of beverage, and then we come out with the exact opposite. I think that's funny. I don't, for some reason, I find that funny. About 70% of, um, of the retail sales in Southern California are now tied towards some of these new energy drinks. So it, it's clearly trying to expand the idea to anti-energy drinks. 7-Eleven stores stocking Mary Jane sell the product at a rate of about 14 bottles a day. That's not very many, which is considered a healthy pace, though, for a niche beverage. It also sells in scattered bars and cafes and online through Mary Jane's Soda website. So, I don't know. It's kind of, um, it plays into the younger generation. Younger generation doesn't want Coke. It's too sugary. Younger generation doesn't want Pepsi. Too sugary. They go for the alternative uh, drinks. So it's an alternative drink. I will bet you $1 that Coca-Cola will not buy Mary Jane Soda because of the bad publicity. But I will bet you they'll pay attention to it. I guarantee you that they'll pay attention to it. Let's talk investment ideas. Google. Great Googleta Mooglita. A leading provider of internet-based services tied towards search. You know the company. They're going to introduce their own smart book based on the Chrome operating system in order to popularize their web-based offerings and kind of tie it all together. The Google Chrome machine is projected to be based on NVIDIA's Tegra system on a chip ARM processing engine. And at this point, it's unclear whether Google plans to integrate first-generation or second-generation Tegra chips into it. But they're already starting to get let out some of the, the rich multimedia capabilities. HD-ready 10.1 display, 2 gigs of RAM, 64 gig solid-state drive, which basically means it's flash drive, which basically means this machine will turn on, you'll turn it on, and it'll be ready to go. Did that just happen, or did I just wait 35 seconds for a boot? No, there's going to be no boot on it. It's going to have Wi-Fi, it's going to have 3G, it's going to have Ethernet, it's going to have USB, it's going to have webcams, it's going to have card readers. Rumors are suggesting right now that Google Chrome will be a netbook, so it's going to be called a smart book. I give Google credit. They're trying to do their own devices. They're trying to do them in, in pretty cool kind of ways. So that's coming. Let's talk about some other investment stories out there. How about a, a Chinese pharmaceutical company? Rob, do you got a Chinese pharmaceutical company in your, 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 your butt? Let me check. Yeah, I did, actually. There it is. It's called Biostar Pharmaceuticals. And I did a little research on this one, and the stock's hitting a 52-week high. It's an emerging growth stock. This is not for your mama. This is not for people who can't afford to lose money. This is for the dude that's got his, uh, his March Madness brackets already starting to line up, okay? This is for the people who speculate. Ticker symbol is BSPM. It's designed to uncover more speculative micro and small cap companies, this this idea is. um, I don't know. It's a Chinese company which trades on bulletin boards, so it's incredibly, incredibly risky. It makes pharmaceutical and medical nutrient products for a variety of diseases. Ticker symbol is BSPM. I first talked about it about three months on the show. Now it's up about 40% since then. It's got a hepatitis product. It's got a disease affecting 10% of the people, uh, chronic hepatitis B, 10% of the people in the Chinese population. So they've got some new news out there. They've got a new capsule drug out there. Um, they got new product. Now, again, they're generating $500,000 in revenue in the first month of this new product. It's real money, but this is a real risky stock. It's a real risky stock. It's a rural business. 
It's strong. It's benefiting from the Chinese government stimulus plan, which includes $126 billion in health care reform. So it's a play on, on growth in China, and it's a play on uh, speculation, and it's a play on pharmaceuticals. So it's a play on China. I think I might have mentioned that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. See these holiday shows where no one's listening? I give you the craziest ideas. Why? Because I reward you for listening. When it comes back to January 4th, and if or if not, I'm here. And by the way, tomorrow, let's debate on tomorrow's show whether I should quit TV or not and focus just on radio. I'd like to get your feedback on that. We don't have enough time to do it today, but my contract ends with Cron at the end of March, and I'm, I'm debating, and I'm flip-floppy. I'm flippy-floppy. I'm Mr. Flippy-floppy. Um, I'm debating on quitting. It's just, you know, eight years doing it. Long time. Long time. So, and I don't do anything for eight years. I've never had a relationship for eight years. I've had a pet for eight years. But I don't do anything for eight years. My cat, 18 years old. That's the longest relationship I've ever had in my life. I know you're saying, Rob, that's kind of pathetic and kind of sad. Don't you have a mother and father? I don't even, well, my dad's dead. I see my mom once every two, three years, so I'm not that good of a son anymore. I used to see her on a regular basis. After she had a stroke, I saw her on a regular basis. Um, 18 years with my cat. Crazy, right? Coming up, I'm going to talk AIG. I'm going to talk auto suppliers. There are investments. The car companies, GM and Ford, they're not going to go out of business, but I wouldn't necessarily buy their stock. I might buy the debt of Ford, but I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the investments in the auto toot toot beep beep world. 800-345-5639. we got about 33 minutes left in the show, so there's plenty of time for you to get online. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. This is annoying, but I gotta wait till the gunshots. It's bad radio. It's bad radio form not to wait for the gunshots. I'll talk over her, but you can't turn it off to hear the gunshots. I'm a gangster, you know. I'm a financial gangster. Oh, I laughed so hard during the commercial break, I hurt my ribs. Greg Proops on tomorrow. So far, I've had like five comedians on, and not one of them has made me laugh. Except for Will Durst. I like Will Durst. He's a funny man. I'm going to see if Craig Poops can make me laugh. I'm going to put him on. I'm going to say, Craig, make me laugh. I'm just going to sit there until he makes me laugh tomorrow. This is Mia. She's huge in Europe. Not so big in the United States. She does a lot of remakes where she ta- samples music from someone else. Famous. a couple emails. Jeff sends us an email and he says, do you think Sirius XM will provide streaming video someday? Could that happen if free TV broadcast signal goes away? Thanks for your info, Jeff. Jeff, don't buy Sirius XM satellite. Howard Stern is publicly going out right now and saying he may or may not resign his contract, which ends in this year, next year. He left free radio and he got $500 million to go on satellite radio. For the record, I would leave free radio and go on satellite for a good six-pack of beer. Where's my rim shots? Where's my producer today? Just because it's the holidays doesn't mean you have a day off. Okay, so Jeff asked me, if SiriusXM starts getting into video, 
basically, he wants to know if he should buy it. And I can't tell you if they're going to get into it or not. I can tell you that it's a disaster. The company cost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to put birds in the sky. And the car industry slowed down, and their source of new clients is the car industry. They got too much debt. I think this time next year, the company will either be in bankruptcy or sold to a bigger media company. I don't play horseshoes like that. You know what I like playing? I like playing blind horseshoes. It's so much more fun with a blindfold. Um, Wes sends me an email. He goes, I've been unemployed for over a year. I'm 47 years old, and I've got two kids, 12 and 17 years old. I've been able to survive on unemployment with minimal withdrawals from my savings for now. I have $70,000 in an ING savings account. Is there any way I can use some of this money to gain better interest on my investment? Yeah, you can. But ultimately what happens is you expose that principal $70,000 to more risk. I would be very cautious about this. West, I'm going to be God honest, truthful with you. You need to move. You need to move to a state that's got unemployment under 12%. It's too competitive here. Yes, you can get better interest in a, um, a different type of account. You can put the money in a Ginny May fund and get 4%. You can put the money in a nice uh, California bond and you get 5.5%. You can do that, absolutely. And I recommend you, you think about that. But your bigger issue, Wes, is you've been unemployed for a year. You work from the age 20 to 60, and that's it. You've got two kids, a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old, who are going to start hitting you up for college money, maybe or maybe not. You didn't tell me if you own a home. You didn't tell me if you have a million dollars in savings. You didn't tell me a lot of things. I would strongly consider leaving the state. The jobs aren't here. They're in the South. Oddly enough, where's real estate doing well? In the South. I own real estate in Raleigh. I'm up 6% each year for the last five years. I've done great. I haven't lost any money. My values are going up because I bought real estate where jobs are going. Not to where jobs are, but where they're going. So, Wes, I hate to say it, unemployed for one year, you've just lost ultimately about two and a half, three percent of your work career. Gone. Your ability to save money so that when you're 60 and you can't work, when your arthritis is so bad that all you do is sit around and talk about the medications you're on, you got to live off that money when you're 60. You've just lost a, a big year of your life and you got two kids. I'd strongly consider moving. Oklahoma City. I know you're saying, Rob, but in Oklahoma City, they don't have sunshine like they do here. Screw it, Jeff. You need a job. Or Wes. Now, Deborah, she sends an email. She goes, I have a 30-year-old daughter, and she was a teacher's aide for two years. She's had an accident and now is on Social Security disability and will not be returning to her job. If she ever gets another job, maybe it'll be part-time. It won't be in child care. She's got a 403B. It's got a little over $2,000 in it. Should we leave it there or roll it over into an IRA? I think you should roll it over, but $2,000 at age 30 is not a lot. $2,000 at age 30 when you're on Social Security disabilities, it's pitiful. Your daughter's got bigger issues. This is probably the sober moment of the show. I know you're saying, good, Rob. We like it when you're sober. Where I go, this is what's wrong. This is what we have to protect. I've got disability insurance because my ability to earn income is more important to me than my money in the bank. It's more important to me than my house. It's more important to me than anything else. I can replace the money in the bank. I can replace my house. I can live in a cardboard box. I can live very, very cheap if I need to. I can live with roommates. I hate roommates. Roommates are awful. Roommates are are, are unpleasant. They don't keep the kitchen the way you keep the kitchen. They don't keep the restroom, the bathroom the way you keep the bathroom. They're awful. They hear you knocking boots. You hear them knocking boots. I don't like that. I like my privacy. 
So I would live with a roommate if I have to. But Deborah's daughter is 30 years old and she's disabled. I don't have an ability to replace my income. My income is all that in a bucket of chicken to me. So everyone out there should have disability insurance. Now, let me throw Heidi under the bus here. She probably makes close to minimum wage working in radio. Or I could throw Kareem under the bus because he's an intern. He makes no money working in radio. That's even funnier. (laughs) He doesn't need disability insurance because if he loses his ability to earn income, he's not earning income. (laughs) So if you're making six figures, you you damn well better have disability insurance. If you're making high, if you're making something that's important to you in cash flow, like for instance, Heidi's husband, lovely man, although he bought her dumbbells for Christmas and an IOU on a dog, that could be the worst combo Christmas presents I've ever heard of in my life. Dumbbells? What is he saying? You got turkey arms? Hey, honey, you got turkey arms. Why don't you go lift some weights? <laughs> I don't think that's a good present. And then he got her Kiehl's lotion. Now, every guy out there knows Kiehl's is like, that That basically says, we don't want to shop for you. So we're going to walk into Kiehl's and buy a big old bag of lotions and give it to you because we don't actually want to think about something that you might want. We're just going to have you lotion up your body so you look pretty for us. So I think he got her three of the worst gifts of all time, but that's neither here nor there. So... What he has, and she's already told me this on air, she goes, he's got an amazing, amazing, stunning, not sense of humor, oh, no, no, not sexual prowess, no, 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 income. So he better have disability insurance, because if he ever loses that, he certainly can't win her over with Christmas presents. So his income is important. He should have disability insurance. Let's say he goes out for New Year's Eve. Oh, no, let's, let's say the dumbbell falls on his head. And suddenly he's basically mentally retarded. He gets 60% of his income until the day he retires. Retirement age. They don't give it to you until the day you die. So they'll give you 60% of your income for that next 30 years, which is important. Disability insurance is important. Let me give you another example. My best friend, she was driving in a car with her husband and two passengers in the back seat. Got into a car accident. Her husband died. Guy in the back seat, brain damaged. Can't ever hold a job again. He can hold a job for a couple weeks, a couple months, what have you. But he can't hold a job. He was a high six-figure dude. He was one of those upper, upper executives at Apple before the iPhone. Never will hold a job again. Disability insurance saved his life. Saved his wife and his kid's life. In large part because it protected his income. So, Deborah, I'm sorry, I've, I've totally digressed on your question. Yes, you should roll over the 403B. But please note that your daughter is in financial peril. She's in financial peril. The only thing I got going for me and the only thing um, Heidi's husband's got going for him is ability to earn income. We lose that and our loved ones leave us. Protect your income. Each and every one of you. Disability insurance is much more important than life insurance. My odds of dying before 60 are small. My odds of getting disabled where I miss a month of work or a year of work are higher so my world of odds, I play disability insurance before I play life insurance. Now, once you have a kid, you damn well better have life insurance. And once you have an income that's important to your spouse, you damn well better have some term life insurance. All you need is term life insurance for both those situations. You never need whole life. You never need variable life. If you have whole life or variable life, you're a sucker. You got sold crap insurance product that you didn't need. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just means you got sold a bad product. I'm exhausted. I need a cigarette. But I don't smoke cigarettes. At least not out of my mouth. (laughs) Think about that during the commercial break.
It's Rob Black Show, 800-345-5639. Don't turn up the music to drown me out. That will not work, Heidi. 800-345-5639. The Rob Black Show, 910 AM. The Glenn Beck Program coming up at 12 noon. Now, Rob Black, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Glenn Beck just said stimulating talk. Any chance I can kill this and get me a little Viva Las Vegas? Let's kill that. Okay, let's pretend Glenn Beck just said more stimulating talk and bring me back with something more stimulating. Bright lights said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul okay. on Okay, I know you're saying you're not making this up, are you? Sexual dysfunction in Viva Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. It's Vivas. I'm talking about Vivas Las Vegas. They treat sexual dysfunction. It's a publicly traded company. Ticker symbol is VVUS. They have a treatment for erectile dysfunction, which, trust me, man, as you get a little bit older, it's a little bit tougher. Throwing that football through the, the, the hoop, it gets a little bit tougher. So erectile dysfunction, sexual disorders. The drug maker's Muse product, it's small, it's disposable, plastic applicator that dispenses a localized dose of the drugs uh, as a treatment for erectile dysfunction. Now, Viva sells the drug through a direct sales force in the United States and distribution agreement through the Swedish company Mida in Europe. They also got some drugs going on for diabetes and sexual dysfunction for women. I wonder what sexual dysfunction in women's all about. Things that I don't know. I don't talk about. I don't know. So anyway, um, where do I go with this? Viva's publicly traded ticker symbol is VVUS. VVUS. You can take a look at it. The financials are intriguing as hell to me. I take a look at the financials, and you're saying, Rob, what does that mean to you? Well, I take a look at their revenues. Their revenues in the last three years have gone from 17 million to 54 million to 102 million. Our society's getting older, and erectile dysfunction gets a little bit tougher, a little bit bigger of an issue, so to speak. So, not for me, but for other men, so I hear. Income, it ain't good. But those revenues are sweet. I look at that revenue and I go, 17 million to 54 million to 102 million? That's pretty good. Cost of goods sold has only gone from 11 million to 12 million. So that's not too bad. Overall, their gross profit's gone from 5 million to 90 million. But when you look at income, for some reason, they can't get it from gross profit all the way down to the bottom line. Maybe down the road. Maybe they had some debt. Maybe they had some other issues. It requires more investigation. Now, Vivas is also in the news today. Because they've submitted a new drug called Cunexa for the FDA. Now, the FDA is a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. that sit around and they go, rawr, 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 rawr. and uh, Vivas will run phase one trials, phase two trials, phase three trials. Phase one, let's just say it's like it's a computer model. Phase two, they'll test it on bunny rabbits and rats and mice. And phase three, um, humans. That's the basic idea, right? So the FDA will say, okay, let's take a look at all of your, your statistics and all of your testing, and let's see if we can give approval. So they'll sit around and they'll have a heart surgeon look at something that's tied towards weight loss, or they'll have a heart surgeon look at something that's tied towards sexual dysfunction. So it's not a perfect system, as you could well imagine. But this new drug's tied towards the treatment of obesity, including weight loss and maintenance of weight loss for patients who are overweight uh, with what are called comorbidities, such as hypertension, type 2 diabetes, uh, central adiaposity. I can't even say these words. That's how complicated they are. But anyway, Vivas, they've done pretty good with erectile dysfunction, right? Vivas Las Vegas. Um, sales have gone from $17 million to $2 million. Now they've got a new uh, drug that's tied towards fat people. Look around, people. There's heavy people all around the United States. Now, maybe not in San Francisco. 
But you go to Iowa, and it's big people. Their doors are extra wide there to fit people through. You go to Louisiana, you go to Michigan, you go to Illinois. This is a nation of heavy people. Again, I'm not judging you. Woo! Ticketmaster said they've surpassed sales of one million paperless tickets. Now there's a way, if you can't beat them, join them. Ticketmaster, I hate them. Have you ever bought a ticket from Ticketmaster? Those Ticketmaster charges of $750 per ticket. When you become an owner of the company, you're getting that $750. So anyway, I'm not telling you to go out and do it, but I'm just saying, they don't even give you a paper ticket anymore. They sell you the ticket, they charge you $750 for it, and then you print it out on your own computer. That's beauty. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Joseph in San Francisco. Joseph? Joseph. Joseph? Joseph. Fire up the Darwinian wood chipper. Oh, yeah. We don't have that sound effect yet. <laughs> I know you're saying, Rob, it must be fun to be you. Ah, if you only knew. So the outgoing AIG Council, AIG is one of those publicly traded financial companies that got into a heap of trouble because they packaged mortgage-backed securities and collapsed. Their, their departing council, their internal lawyer, is leaving because she doesn't want to be exposed to federal pay curbs. Now, part of her deal when she's leaving, her severance package, she still gets. She's going to collect millions of dollars. She's one of five executives who notified the insurer that they were prepared to resign and collect severance benefits. She's going to be about 3 to $4 million just to be fired. Again, John Scott, are you listening at Clear Channel? You can fire me for a good six-pack of beer. Don't give me none of that Coors Light that you drink. I want a good Pacifico or something along those lines. Um, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Auto suppliers. This is a year that we've learned that the auto companies have probably bottomed out in their sales. In the good years, they sold 16 to 17 million cars. Now we're probably thinking 11 to 12 million. Again, that's a pretty big hole. I know you're saying that's a pretty big leap there, Rob, of 11 to 12 million. That's not quite right where we want to be. But when that happens, when we see that bottoming feel, now cash for clunkers helped for sure, for sure, for sure. And we can stretch our automobiles as long as we can. I tend to keep a car for 10 plus years and then buy a car that's two years old coming off of a lease. I don't buy new. Don't see the point. I'd rather take that $10,000 in loss and go to, how shall we say, Vegas and throw a football through a tire. Or I'd take that money to Mexico and enjoy the sunshine. So, anyway, did he just say he pays for prostitutes? No, I do not pay for prostitutes. It was just a little innuendo out there. So, anyway, um, car companies, they're showing a sign of bottoming, right? Right? They're showing a sign of, of, we don't know if it's the true bottom, but we know that at some point in time, we have to refresh our, our, our vehicles. So companies that may do well with this are not the companies you're thinking of. Not General Motors, not Chrysler, not Ford. Ford's done okay. I'm not against Ford's debt because I think they've done okay. They didn't have to go to the United States government and ask for money. They were responsible. But there's some other automobile companies, and I'm looking at for 2010, like TRW and Borg Warner and Arvin Meritor and Goodyear Tire and Rubber. They basically make the stuff like seats. Like axles, like drive shafts that the companies Ford and General Motors and Chrysler don't make. So Lear, for instance, they make seats. Dana Holdings, ticker symbol D-A-N, they make axles. American Axle and Manufacturing, they make axles. And a lot of these companies have renegotiated their credit facilities. A lot of these companies were hurt just as hard as the Ford and General Motors. But if you believe that we're at a sideways position, 
The thing that I like about TRW and Borg Warner and Arvin Meritor are they don't have the legacy cost of the Ford and General Motors. Ford and General Motors coming off the 1940s, they got a little too cocky. They got a little too arrogant. They offered, hey, if you work for us for 30 years, we'll give you a pension. Till the day you die. Now, back then you died 10 years after you retired. You worked till you were 60 and then you died. You were dead by 70. So as our life expectancy has gone up, our ability to guarantee the, and pay these pensions has gone down. So I don't like the legacy costs at the Fords and General Motors. Now, a lot of those legacy costs have been renegotiated down to nothing. The unions have been broken. They've been humiliated. They've had their back cracked by the big companies. Where do I go with this? I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you some ideas. That's where I go with this. Um, if you want to play stability in the auto industry, um, TRW Automotive, Borg Warner, Arvin Meritor, Goodyear Tire and Rubber, Lear, Dana Holdings, American Axle, those are the players. I give you the players because that's my job. Um, let's talk about some other. I got Vivas done, General Motors. Oh, oh, if you want to own a Saturn or a Pontiac, now's the time. General Motors has announced that they're offering up to $7,000 incentives because they want the Saturn dealerships closed. They want the Pontiac dealerships closed. They want them gone. So there's big incentives on cars that are never going to be made anymore. They'll be classics. I'm not saying that you can preserve it and keep it forever and ever and have a classic automobile because I don't think that's the case, but you get the idea. 800-345-5639. Where are my phone calls? Where are my peeps? Where are my peeps? Um, starting in 2010, let me do a little financial nugget. Starting in 2010, there's going to be no ba- no income limit on a Roth IRA. And that's going to allow people to contribute post-tax money that can appreciate tax-free. The income limit's been $100,000 a year for individuals. The question is whether converting an existing IRA and the proceeds of which are taxed and then distributed into a tax-free IRA makes a lot of sense. Congress approved the change in 2006, which would allow you to change from an IRA to a Roth IRA. And for those of you who are under 50, I suggest considering it if you've got the money to pay for the taxes. If you don't, why bother? I don't see the point. Um, So there's a little financial nugget for you. I don't know if that helps you in any way, shape, or form. Oh, this is a cool graphic. Let me, let me see if I can't load this fast enough. The New York Times has a really cool graphic today. And I know you're saying, Rob, that's incredibly vague. But it talks about unemployment. Oh, good God. Come on. Work for me. Work for me. Bad radio. I know I should have prepped this a little bit earlier. One of the things my boss hates about me is I don't do enough prep. But he doesn't understand I do five hours of prep and then show up. Um New York Times is a great interactive chart. So if you go to NewYorkTimes.com and hit business and hit interactive chart, they show the jobless rate for people like you. I know you're saying, okay, okay, I'm buying into this. I get where you're going at with this. We know that unemployment in the United States is 10%, right? But it's not 10%. For instance, if you're an Asian woman with a college degree, it's 5%. So there's a really cool interactive chart if you go to NewYorkTimes.com, NewYorkTimes.com. Hit business, and then you're going to see, uh, if you go down to interactive charts, I think it's going to show you, again, that having a college degree means you're likely employed right now. And not having a college degree means you're likely not employed right now. The rate in the United States average is about 10%. Um, Now, the data only goes through September, but anyone with a college degree typically falls beneath the unemployment rate. Anyone without a college degree typically lies on the top side of that chart. So NewYorkTimes.com for that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I've gone through all of my content. I can give you a little bit extra bonus content because we're in bonus time. Um, Tied towards 
Let me do chip makers. Okay. Chip makers. The Wall Street Journal did a piece this morning on chip makers, and we live in the Bay Area, so we can talk about chip makers, no problem. Basically, computer memory chip makers expect to see their fortunes improve next year after two tough years. The launch of Windows 7 with Microsoft basically is prompting people to replace their old computers and upgrade their DRAM. I think the best play on memory might be Microsoft. The $30 stock, I think it's a $35 stock by the end of next year. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the area. If you want to call right here, right now, and wait 22 hours, I'll put you on hold for 22. You can listen to Glenn Beck. You can listen to John and Ken. You can listen to all our quality content. Consume it all for 22 hours. I'll be back for my last show of the year. How can I top this show? I don't know. I don't know. It's the Rob Black Show. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking with Greg Proopst. And I'm going to try to make him laugh, but I'm going to see if he can make me laugh. And that's it. I'll talk to you tomorrow in 22 hours. Thanks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.